It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti of All Panthers on SI with you here as we kick off another week here on the podcast. Glad you can join us. Today's episode is being brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. It's the candy bar taste or the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use our promo code Locked On and you'll get 20% off your next order. Glad you could be with us here as we start another week. We've got more mock draft stuff to talk about uh, another mock draft as you know being Monday we'll look at uh, the latest mocks over at the draft network and we'll do another live seven round mock here on the podcast so a co- good couple things to get to uh, but first we do have a couple of quick signings of note that the Panthers have just made and that uh, they did bring back two receivers for the team for 2021, two players that were set to become restricted free agents. Uh, the Panthers have locked them up for 2021. That was Brandon Zilstra and Keith Kirkwood. Zilstra, of course, has carved out a nice special teams role and has sprinkled in a little bit on offense, um, but has become one of the, the core special teamers, so the Panthers made sure to lock him up. And the Panthers look like they're going to keep uh, you know, give another shot to Keith Kirkwood or Keith Kirkwood, excuse me. Of course, really didn't get much playing time in 2020 because of that uh, shoulder injury, that clavicle injury that he suffered during training camp, and then of course uh, re-aggravated later on in the season, about a few weeks into the season. So, giving him another shot. Uh, so the Panthers. Again, we talked, of course, about all the moves. Obviously, a lot of the the talk is, you know, they're filling up all this cap space or adding up all this cap space. Is it for a run at Deshaun Watson? And uh, a little bit of a plug here. Uh, you can actually hear me uh, give my take on that uh, specific topic and you know talk to a couple other things at the Locked On NFL podcast today as well. I, was, I got to join Bo Brack on Monday's episode and talk about the Panthers, talk about uh, the possibility, of course, of them going after Deshaun Watson. So go check that out um, when you get time. But I think there was also an interesting note that's kind of, I guess we'll say the next chapter of this whole quarterback saga. And that's uh, if you checked out Albert Breer's MMQB Monday morning, there was obviously, there was a note in there about Deshaun Watson as of course, you know, kind of the, Continuing quarterback dominoes, especially after, well, he starts with the the negotiations and the near stalemate and ultimate resolution between the Eagles and the Colts for Carson Wentz. So this is kind of, I guess, the next domino. And he, of course, talked about Teddy Bridgewater, how they're already looking to uh, move on from him just one year in, and talked about the, the physical limitations that limited his free agency interest in 2020. 
Um, we know, of course, you know, he faltered toward the end of the season, um, but his contract's going to be a little tough to move. Um, if they trade him, it'd obviously be easier than just, of course, straight up cutting him. He's already due 10 or he's already guaranteed $10 million. So even if they were to cut him, the Panthers, of course, would still be on the hook for that money because then another team could sign him simply for the vet minimum of, say, a little over a million dollars, and then the Panthers would still be on the hook for $9 million. But if they trade him, of course, it'd be a little bit easier to, to unload. And again, we know they tried shipping him to Detroit for Matthew Stafford. But the Deshaun Watson thing, obviously it still feels like it's going to be going to be a while. Uh, in fact, Albert Breer thinks the uh, the next quarterback domino to fall is actually going to be Sam Darnold. And he doesn't think that's going to happen for a while. And Ian Rappaport kind of added on to that as well in that the Jets are going to take a look at all the quarterback options in the draft and then compare them to Sam Darnold. So it's going to be a while. So even if the Panthers are going to go after Deshaun Watson, might not be for a bit. And again, there's obviously a whole bunch of obstacles that they still have to still have to overcome, namely the Texans wanting to trade Deshaun Watson and then the uh, Watson, of course, then having to waive his no contra- or, uh, his no trade clause. But as a reminder, um, because of all this move that they're all these all this cap space they're they're doing, Panthers are, would only be on the hook for 2021 for about ten and a half million. That's all that he's due in, in terms of base salary, you know, because he only counts. He's only set to count about $16 million in cap space in 2020, and that would be for the Texans because $5.4 million of that is, excuse me, is uh, the signing bonus charge. That, of course, would all accelerate. That's why if the, the Texans trade Deshaun Watson, they would incur about $21.6 million in dead money. So the Panthers would only be on the hook for about $10.5 million in 2021, and then 2022, uh, he has a base. Sal- he already has his guaranteed base salary of 35 million dollars. And then on March 22nd, uh, 20 million his 20 million dollar salary uh, for 2023, and a 17 million dollar roster bonus vests to a full guarantee. And in 2023, that's when he would be due that 17 million dollar roster bonus. So, so again, in terms of cap space, especially for this year. The Panthers would already kind of be in in good shape. That you know that it would only be ten and a half million, and then you're already building a bunch of cap space for 2022 on. So they could easily, I think, you know, and I'm sure they would probably restructure the deal, but you'd be essentially looking at a, you know, after 2021, you'd be looking at a, a four year deal worth a total of about. 115 roughly uh 100 about 115 120 million dollars you know including that uh and plus that 17 million dollar roster bonus so not terrible you know obviously you know good money for an elite quarterback but that's all he'd be due would be the you know those base salaries and again a 17 million dollar roster bonus in 23 so it's it's not a matter of um 
it, it doesn't feel like they have to do too many more moves to fit him in at least this year. And then, you know, kind of going forward. Yeah, they'd have to, you know, do a little bit, but, um, you know, nothing too extreme, I think. So it's a pretty easy contract to absorb. And again, especially 2021. And that's that's obviously what we're looking at right now. You're only absorbing $10.5 million. So they could easily do that. It's just a matter of, are they going to pony up all the picks? You know, are they... That's, that's the big thing. That's obviously the big question. So really, really going to be interested... Interesting to see over the week, over the coming weeks, what actually happens. You know, I'm obviously lying in wait. I'm ready to pounce on their breaking news if and when it happens. Uh, you know, and if it doesn't happen, then we'll just move on to the draft. Personally, I th- I still think that's probably the avenue they're going to take. You know, I could see it being a scenario where maybe the draft picks become too much that they want to just hang on to them and just focus on other needs and just go after their quarterback in the draft. So a lot of ways they can still go about this long way to go and um, should be fun to watch. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So that's just kind of a quick recap. Again, two players the Panthers have re-signed, Brandon Zilstra and Keith Kirkwood. And of, and again, a uh, bit of a shameless plug here. Go check me out on the Locked On NFL podcast. I know he also had Kyle Krabs on there as well, talking about Zach Wilson. Uh, so big thanks to Bo Brack of, you know, the Monday host of Locked On NFL and, of course, one of the great hosts over at the Locked On Cardinals podcast uh, they do a great job covering Arizona there. So go check them out and, you know, go check me out uh, a little bit there as well. So big thanks to him having me on. So we'll get into some mock draft stuff in a moment here, but I want to take a moment to thank our friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, of course, is over, but you've got NBA, you've got college basketball, You've got NHL all in full swing. I mean, college basketball, less than three weeks till Selection Sunday, so the tournament is right around the corner. Uh, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. More mock draft goodness now as we head back over to our friends at the Draft Network this week. It was Dre Harris's turn, his uh, mock draft 5.0. 
And as always, as I like to do here, run through the first couple picks, and I'm kind of going into this blind, so you guys get a, a bit of a live instant reaction here to what these guys have the Panthers doing. And then, of course, we'll get into the mock draft simula or mock draft machine and have our own our second version of the of our live mock draft Monday. So we'll start, of course, obviously at the top, as it is going to be, as we all know, Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars. Then he does have Zach Wilson going to the Jets at number two. This time there is no trade up to number three from the Panthers, as we've seen from a couple of these mock drafts. Dre has the Dolphins keeping the number three pick and effectively not going after Deshaun Watson, keeping the number three pick, keeping Tua Tungvaluwa, and taking Devontae Smith. And that was another interesting nugget, too, in Albert Breer's MMQB, was that uh, one of the teams he talked to at the... Uh, one of the teams Devontae Smith talked to at the Senior Bowl asked him straight up, Tua Tungvaluwa or Mac Jones? And according to Albert Breer... Devontae Smith wasted no time saying Mac Jones. Now, it makes sense, as Breer even noted in the write-up as well. Uh, Devontae Smith obviously had the big season in 2020, uh, 117 catches, over 1,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, and obviously that huge first half in the national title game against Ohio State. So it makes a little bit of sense, you know, that he would pick Mac Jones. You know, he had most of his success. He was... He finally became the top receiver in 2020, and Mac Jones was the guy. So, interesting note there. Uh, how much that will mean to some of these teams, particularly the Dolphins, who knows. Um, but I still think it would be a, a nice pairing if they get Devontae with Tua. He has Justin Fields going to the Falcons at 4, Panay Sewell to the Bengals at 5, Jamar Chase to the Eagles at 6, Micah Parsons to the Lions at 7, and then... There's the Panthers. So he didn't have any trades at the top here. He's got the Panthers sticking at number eight, and he does have them taking their quarterback of the future. And you can probably figure at this point, based on the quarterbacks that have gone, if you haven't seen this mock yet, you can probably figure which quarterback it is. And it is not Mac Jones. It is indeed Trey Lance. Dre writes, Lance goes to an ideal situation here, one in which he may be given time to develop. While his offense in college had some pro concepts, he still only started 17 games. Giving him time to adjust from FCS football to the NFL will be critical for him. And that's obviously something we've talked about a lot here. You know, they're in, you know, would they love to get Deshaun Watson? Obviously. But if they settle on drafting a rookie in the, in, uh, in April, like a Trey Lance, that's not the worst idea either because, you still have Teddy Bridgewater for one more year. You can let him start the season, let Trey Lance develop, let him, you know, get his feet wet. You know, obviously, as Dre mentioned, the the big concern there is the 17 games, none of which have been against an FBS opponent. But Trey Lance did dominate that FCS level, and that's what you want to see from an FCS prospect, you know, dominating that level. And there, uh, Mark Schofield has a video on his page. Um, I think this was from you know a couple months ago, but it's still obviously relevant. Talking about Trey Lance, talking about some of the pro concepts that North Dakota State runs, and talking about um, you know how he can be successful at the next level. So 
Trey Lance, I've, I've said before, it's really among th- those those three guys, between Fields, Wilson, and Lance, I don't think you could really go wrong. I even said in to Bo Brack on the, on the podcast, yeah, the Panthers worked with Mac Jones for a week at the Senior Bowl, and yeah, it seemed like they raved about him. No, I do not think they would take they would spend a top ten pick on Mac Jones. Maybe they trade down and feel they can get him there. Now, if they trade down, they would probably have to trade or at least stay ahead of a team like the Patriots because the pay you know that's another position where I think or another spot where I think Mac Jones could go if he falls to that spot because we know the Patriots need a quarterback. So you know maybe they do that, but I don't think they would take. Uh, I don't think they would spend a top 10 pick on Mac Jones, but Trey Lance, I don't think they would have a problem doing that. And, you know, of course still be a, a pretty cheap contract, you know, still a rookie contract being, especially being the eighth overall pick. So Trey Lance, not a bad spot here. And I think it's a good spot for him too. Cause again, he can sit behind Teddy Bridgewater, learn from him, learn from Joe Brady. And the, and then when the Panthers feel Lance is ready, he can take over. He he doesn't even necessarily have to start. Maybe the Panthers roll with Teddy all season and probably end up with a high draft pick in 2022 as well. And then you let Trey Lance take over in the 2022 season. And hopefully by then we actually have a normal offseason. Lance can really get out there again, you know, really start to develop. So not a bad spot if they end up sitting at eight and having to settle you know, and this could just be kind of a, uh, you know, it could also be a BPA type deal where, and we've talked about that before, where it could be, you know, in given this situation, if this is the board, you know, they could obviously consider a Caleb Farley. They could consider Patrick Sertain. They could consider uh, Rashawn Slater. Kyle Pitts is someone, you know, we've talked about how the Panthers are probably going to look at tight end. Well, Kyle Pitts is obviously going to be a damn good one, I think. And in in this offense where, you know, you really want to see the the tight end utilized more and really um, take some coverage away from those outside receivers, Kyle Pitts, I think, would fit in really nicely here. So maybe they do that and maybe they focus on 2022. Who knows what will happen here and... You know, and this is why this is why I love draft season. There's just so many possibilities. A team like this with so many needs, so many different ways they can go. Uh, but in this particular case, Dre Harris does have them taking uh, Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. So that's uh, Dre Harris's latest mock draft. We of course will jump into our own mock draft as we usually do here. On Mondays, but before we get into that, shout out to our friends at BuiltBar.com and the best tasting protein bar ever. And shout out to Built Bar for sending me sending me their bars. Really appreciate it, and I encourage you guys to try these as well because they're very delicious. All kinds of good flavors. Myself, you know, I'm a basic chocolate guy, peanut butter, things like that. But there's all sorts of flavors. So whatever your flavor is, Built Bar pretty much has you covered. Uh, also again, all sorts of different flavors, at least 20 or so. Uh, and these are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Great for your, if you're a health conscious guy, great if you're looking to lose 
or maintain weight and great if you're on a keto diet. You know, again, for example, the peanut butter bar, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So all kinds of good stuff from Built Bar. And here's your chance to try them with as well as saving a little bit of money. Promo code locked on at builtbar.com gets you 20% off your next order. So again, that's builtbar.com. Promo code locked on gets you 20% off your next order. So go check them out and enjoy. And so with that, I think it's time to go into our live mock draft, the second one of the season. Going seven rounds as usual, using the TDN predictive board. But this time, we're going to let the the trades come to us. Last week, we traded up to number three. This time, I think we're going to sit and see what the board gives us and go from there and see what kind of offers we get if we want to move up, move down, see uh, what we want to do. So we'll go through, uh, go through the first couple picks. See when we get on the board, what happens, and with that, let's get into it. So we're on the clock here at number eight, and we have a couple of uh, offers for that number eight pick. Uh, First from the San Francisco 49ers, they are offering a three, a four, and a five for our number eight pick, and of course, you know, trading up from number 12. We have an offer from our old friend Ron Rivera and Washington. They're offering uh, picks 19, 74, and 164. So their first, third, and fifth this year, plus the third next year in exchange for the number eight pick. And then we have an offer from the Chicago Bears. They're offering their first, second, third, and fifth picks 20, 52, 83, and 165. For our number eight pick, so kind of looking at this, at these picks here. Um, this is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time sounds like a real game changer if you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card you know it obviously be getting um you know a pretty good offer from the bears picking up a second and a third but uh would it be worth giving up likely the possibility of taking a quarterback and some of these high picks Um, But there's still some talent in the second and third rounds. And I think there's still some players out there that can help this team. You know, maybe maybe a guy like J.C. Horn still ends up on the board at number 20. Or a player like Jeremiah Wusu-Koromora can play maybe outside linebacker and you can move. Or even he can play safety. Him and and Jeremy Chin really would complement each other's skill set really nicely really nicely both are very flexible so I'm intrigued by the Bears offer uh not so much with Washington's because it's only a one pick difference and we basically gain a second round pick taking Chicago's offer over Washington so I think we can rule Washington out the question is now trading back with San Francisco we're trading back four spots we pick up a third a fourth and a fifth 
but it, and it's only costing four spots. So I think just to experiment a little bit, I think we're going to take Chicago's offer, drop down to number 20, see what we get on the board here, and get that extra pick in the second round, which I think can certainly help a rebuilding team like the Panthers. So let's see what happens. We take the eighth pick, or we trade the eighth pick to the Bears, which did end up being Trey Lance. Uh, but we do have a another offer. Now the 49ers want to trade down from 12 to 20. They are offering, or they want us to trade 20 and 73, which isn't now, isn't that bad of an offer now, because now we have that extra pick in the third round. We can use that to move back up eight spots and land one of these top prospects. So let's go ahead and do that. Just giving up a th an extra third round pick now to move back up to number 12. And now that puts us on the clock here. So again, off the board, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Panay Sewell, Justin Fields, Rashawn Slater, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Trey Lance, Caleb Farley, Patrick Sertain, Kyle Pitts. And now we're on the board here at number 12. And some of the guys on the board here, uh, Devontae Smith on the board, a couple of the tackles here, Samuel Cosme, Christian Darsaw, uh, Quiddy Page is on the board as an edge. We can go Micah Parsons at linebacker. Uh, we can go J.C. Horn. We can go Jeremiah Wusu-Koromora. This team, I think, needs help at cornerback, and the drop-off is pretty big, I think. It's definitely a top-heavy uh, cornerback position. Uh, there are some good corners that are probably available later. You're probably looking at guys like uh, Eric Stokes out of Virginia, Asante Samuel, Aaron Robinson, Greg Newsom, Efedo Melifonwu. So actually, those are guys we can maybe target in round two. So actually, I, th I think we can go ahead and see if we can get one of those guys with one of our two second round picks. Uh, we have to address offensive tackle, I think, here. And, you know, I really like what I hear from uh, from Christian Darisaw, from what I've seen here of Darisaw. And he could be one of those guys that can finally help the Panthers lock in that, uh, that left tackle position for years to come. You know, yeah, Mac Jones is still on the board, but I don't know if I'm going to spend the... 12th. I did say about tra trading down, but we've moved around the board. Um, I think we can wait on quarterback. I think we're going to pass on Mac Jones here. I think we're going to solidify that left tackle spot, and I think we're going to go with Christian Darisaw here with the 12th overall pick. So we moved bit moved down from 8 to 20, moved back up from 20 to 12. Still, still ended up gaining a second-round pick in the process. And here we go. We're back on the board. Jets are making an offer for us. They want to trade down from 23 to 39. Want us to package 113 uh, and 165 along with moving up from 39. But you know what? I want to hang on to those two second round picks. I want to try to get one of those corners. So I think we're going to decline the offer here. We're going to hold tight at 39. And again, hope that one of those corners, be it uh, Eric Stokes, be it Aaron Robinson, uh, Greg Newsom, one of those guys. Hope they fall to us here at 39 or even our second pick in the second round. So, uh, and we got a, got a call here. Actually, a couple of calls here. 
Um, and I think some of those corners are still on the board. So let's see what we have here. So we have a, an offer from the Dallas Cowboys. And this is actually an interesting jump here. The Cowboys are offering 75 99 232 this year plus a fourth next year to move all the way up to number 39. Probably not going to take that pick. Yeah, we gain some third-round picks, but that's a big jump. And, again, I've got some of these guys I'm targeting. They're obviously not going to be there at 75. So I think we're going to pass on that offer. Chargers are offering 47-160 and 160 to the Panthers for 39. That's not a bad offer. Uh, we're only dropping back eight spots. I think some of those corners could still be on the board. And we'd pick up a fifth-round pick. And then here's Washington calling us back, offering 51, 124, and 239 for 39. So really here, the difference is four spots. If we're willing to drop back four spots further with Washington, we'll pick up a fourth and a seventh. And we're picking again. So we would pick at 51, and that would give us actually back-to-back -back picks here, 51 and 52 and we, we would pick up a fourth and a seven i'm gonna hold out hope that one of those corners falls i think they've possibly could especially with the way they're ranked so i think we're going to take washington's off we're going to get back-to-back -back picks here in the second round and we're going to pick up two extra picks one in the fourth one in the seventh so we'll accept the offer from washington and now <laughs> now we have another pick um it's from the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are effectively wanting us to trade the picks we just got from Washington as well as a fifth next year to move up to number 40. They'd also throw in their sixth-round pick. Um, so then the net gain here, at least for 2021, if we make this offer, would be we gain a sixth-round pick, but we basically give back that fourth and seventh that we just picked up. So it would effectively be picking up a sixth-rounder for moving back, say, two spots. I think we're going to hold on to the picks here, uh, let the board kind of play out. Boy, our phone is off the hook now. Now it's the Giants calling us. Pick 42 for pick 51 and 185. So at least this time we can move up and only give up a fifth-round pick rather than giving up that fourth and seventh. So you know what? This this offer I like. We're not we're not giving up too much, so I think we'll take this. Ensure we get one of these top corners. So we're back on the board here. We'll go to corners, and yeah. So some of these court some of these corners. Aaron Robinson just went off the board, uh, but Greg Newsom is on the board, and I'm going to ensure that I nail him. And so we are going to take Greg Newsom, the cornerback out of Northwestern. 42nd overall. Another phone call. Patriots offering pick 46 for picks 52 and 195. So we're basically giving up a sixth rounder to move up six spots. Uh, I think we're going to hold tight, though. Keep that sixth round pick. It's only a couple spots to our next pick. We'll see what's here on the board. Miami Dolphins here. Uh, now this is an interest. Let's see. Dolphins are offering 50 and 81 
for picks 52, 113, 239, plus a fourth next year. So we'd be giving up a fourth and a seventh this year, plus a fourth next year, but we'd gain a third to move up two spots. It's kind of tempting. We'd, we'd have extra picks now in the third round, giving up a fourth and a seventh just to move up two spots. You know what? I think we're going to take this offer, get that extra third round pick, see what we can get, get, get some extra potential top players. We'll put this on the board here at number 50. So let's see here. So we're on the board number 50. We've addressed offensive tackle. We've addressed uh, cornerback. I think we can attack into your offensive line, especially with one of the names I'm seeing right here. Uh... Matt Paradis, of course, is going to be a free agent after the season. They've got to fill, potentially got to fill in the center position, got to fill the guard position. And if it wasn't for his uh, Achilles injury, or, um, yeah, I think it was Achilles injury or his ACL, uh, Landon Dickerson would be a first round pick, I think, or possibly a late first round pick. So we obviously, you know, we, we feel. He can get over, he'll, he'll eventually get over. And, you know, it's not like Landon Dickerson would have to be thrust into a starting role at guard. You know, they can let him recover, still let Paradis play at center, especially after they restructured his contract. Um, and then let Dickerson take over in 2022. So, you know what, let's add a little depth here and add the future of the center position. We're going to go with Landon Dickerson at pick number 50. So the phone just rang again. This time it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Urban Meyer giving us a call, offering pick 65 for picks 81 and 195. I think we're going to, I don't know, just a sixth round pick to move up 16 spots. First pick here in the third round, and we would still save our uh, our extra third round pick that we have here as well. Because, again, we also have pick 83. So right now we're picking 81 and 83 here in the third round. So we would move up to 65, hang on to that third, that other third-round pick, only giving up a six. So, you know what, let's let's make this offer. Giving up 81 and 195, going to pick 65, putting us on the board here with the first pick of round three. And... A name that's popping out for me right now here is a guy that we've talked about as a potential second-round option still sitting here in the third. And I think this is a guy that, you know, they could potentially try to plug in in the middle or maybe maybe try him outside, you know, because they certainly need linebacker help. And I think here at the, the top of the third round, I like the, like the position here. I think that's what we're going to roll with. We're going to go with Chaz Surratt, the linebacker, out of North Carolina. Now, some other names that were on here, a couple of safeties, Richie Grant and Javon Holland. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge was on the board. Amon Ross St. Brown. Tommy Tagai, the D-tackle out of uh, Ohio State. Uh, actually, big tight end here in Brevin Jordan. He's an interesting prospect too. But I think we're going to go linebacker here, and I think we're going to take Chaz Surratt. Uh you know, I don't. I don't think Brevin Jordan's still going to be on the board by the time we 
get back to our pick. And I don't know. He's still there. Will he hold? Will he fall to us at 83? Oh, we have a trade offer. The New England Patriots are offering 96 and 188 for pick 83. But I believe Brevin Jordan is still on the board. And we're going to decline. And we're going to stay at pick 83. And that's the pick we're going to make. Brevin Jordan, tight end, Miami. Look, Brevin Jordan's an incredibly talented tight end. Um, You know, he's not getting a lot of love certainly because of all the love given to Kyle Pitts. But Brevin Jordan is still a pretty good tight end himself. And to get him here in the third round, add some weapons, you know, still help take pressure off the outside receivers. Again, not as dominant as Kyle Pitts was, but still a really good option, I think. So really happy with uh, landing him just just outside the top 80 here. So we're rolling on here. On to pick number 124 for us. We are back on the board. So, again, we've addressed offensive tackle with Christian Darisaw. We've uh, addressed corner with Greg Newsom. Addressed the interior line with Landon Dickerson. We took Chas Surratt at linebacker. And we grabbed our new tight end in Brevin Jordan. Now I think we're kind of in a position, you know, we can maybe still go quarterback. Uh, we can also probably at this point go uh best player available. You know, we do obviously have some other needs we can probably look at, you know, maybe look at some D tackles here, uh, maybe maybe add an edge. And you know what? I think that's the way with some of the names on here. This is a guy I took last week. Going to take him again. I think he's a really interesting prospect. Cameron Sample, edge out of Tulane. Again, you can never have enough edge rushers, and especially after the Panthers just cut an edge rusher in Stephen Weatherly. So now, so far, we've made six picks through the first four rounds after moving around the board a little bit. So again, just to recap as we await our next pick, Christian Darisaw, Greg Newsom, Landon Dickerson, Chas Surratt, Brevin Jordan, and Cameron Sample have been our picks so far as we are back on the clock here. But we have a trade offer from the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are offering pick 171 as well as a... Seventh round pick next year for pick 152. In this case, I'll probably just decline it because we're not getting any any picks this year. And obviously, we're not really doing anything for 2022 right now. So I think we're just going to stay on the board here at 152 and take a look at what we have. You know, when we talked about the safety position just before some of the names that were on there. And I, there's an interesting name still on the board here at the safety position that I think we could look at. Uh, Caden Stearns of Texas. Also, Divine Diablo of Virginia Tech, who had a, a really nice week and has really good size for uh, a safety. Um, and really doesn't have, you know, only has three seasons of experience at safety. He originally played receiver at Virginia Tech. Um, interesting, interesting thought here, though. I think the debate comes, you know, I think this is what we're debating right now. Divine Diablo, about 6'3", 226, and Caden Stearns, uh, really nice safety, 6 feet, 210, uh, out of Texas. And I think, 
think we're going to go ahead and go with the size of Divine Diablo and let them develop. You know, they still have... Panthers, of course, still have Jeremy Chin. They can play there at safety. They still have Justin Burris. Uh, so Diablo could be a little bit of depth and, you know, and maybe add some competition with uh, Kenny Robinson as well and Miles Hartsfield. So I think we're going to go ahead and add some depth here at the safety position and go with Divine Diablo, the safety out of Virginia Tech. And, hey, maybe they could use him on some offensive packages, uh, being that he used to play wide receiver. Who knows? Uh, but coming up back on the clock here, pick number 165. And just out of curiosity, the quarterback's still on the board. Sam Ellinger is still on the board. KJ Costello, uh, Felipe Franks, Zach Thomas, Zach Smith of Tulsa, Peyton Ramsey, North Carolina. So probably, you know, it feels like at this point we've made the decision to pass on quarterback and probably just wait for 2022. So who knows? And again, this is just an experiment. Uh, but looking at just kind of the overall list and looking at who's on the board, uh, Jonathan Cooper's on the board. He's the highest-ranked player here at the edge of Ohio State. Uh, one of the Senior Bowl darlings, Ellerson Smith, the edge out of Northern Iowa. And then a couple of interesting wide receivers. And you know what? I think that's the direction I'm going to go, particularly if they uh, don't re-sign Curtis Samuel. Let's go with one of the Carolina connections here, uh, 5'11", 190. So kind of a similar mold to Curtis Samuel. And, of course, had a, a really nice career, especially the last couple seasons at North Carolina. So we're going to go with Daz Newsom, wide receiver, North Carolina, pick 165. And sorry, I didn't even realize that actually wound up being our last pick with uh, with some of the trades. So that's it. So we've wrapped up our latest seven-round mock. So just to recap it, we made a couple of trades. Again, we started at number eight, traded down to number 20, and then traded back up to number 12 and selected Christian Darasaw out of uh, Virginia Tech. So we acquired a, uh, a second, a third, and a fifth from Chicago uh, to trade down from eight to 20. And then we traded 20 and 73 to move back up to number 12 to take Christian Darsaw. Then we traded picks 51, 124, and 239, or acquired those picks, rather, from Washington and uh, ended up keeping 124. We traded 51, packaged that with pick 185 to move up to pick 42. That became Greg Newsom. And then our uh, next trade, we packaged 50, 52, 113, 239, and a fourth in next year's draft. Traded those to Miami to take uh, to grab picks 50 and 81. And with that 50th pick, we took Landon Dickerson. And then our last trade, we traded picks 81 and 195 to the Jags for pick 65. And that became... Chaz Surratt. So overall, our final seven-round mock here for today 
We took Christian Darisot at number 12, Greg Newsom at number 42, Landon Dickerson at 50, uh, Chaz Surratt at 65, Brevin Jordan at 83, Cameron Sample at 124, Divine Diablo at number 152, and Daz Newsom at number 165. So a little bit of ACC flavor in this one, actually. We took two players from Virginia Tech, two from North Carolina, and one from Miami. So five of our eight picks came from the ACC, and then Northwestern, Alabama, and Tulane also made up our picks. So that's it. That's our second live seven-round mock here on the podcast. So I think that's a good spot to wrap it up here. Thanks, as always, for uh, sticking with me. Let me know your guys' thoughts on this mock, and let me know your guys' mocks. Send them over to me on Twitter, at Bill underscore Seti. Let me know what you guys think. And thanks again for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday. I'm going to get out of here. We will see you tomorrow for more fun here on the Locked On Podcast Network and well, and the Locked On Panthers podcast. And again, check me out on Locked On NFL today as well, talking with Bo Brack. So thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. I am out. Take care, everybody. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.